and welcome to Boopity Boppity Magic Hour. My name is Sarah and I'm here with my little sister Abby. Hey guys, we're huge Disney fanatics and want to share our love of all things Disney with you, our listeners. We realize that there are already lots of podcasts on how to plan a Disney trip and people's opinions on rides, resorts, and restaurants. But we're here to offer something different by discussing special facts, secrets, and theories that surround Disney entertainment. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Stay up to date on our blog posts at www.bippityboppitymagichour.wordpress.com and download our podcast, now available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. Before we get into this week's news, we're going to start today's episode with a little joke. Hey Sarah. Hey Abby. Why can't you give Elsa a balloon? I know the answer to this one. Because she'll let it go. <laughs> I used to love that joke. <laughs> It's so bad, but it's so good. It's so funny. Alright, you ready for some news? Yeah. Okay. I have some pretty exciting things this week. Alright, so in Disney Springs, the Edison, which is one of the Disney Springs new restaurants, is offering a red, white, and blue burger. So this is the burger of the month, um, obviously for 4th of July, and this red, white, and blue burger is layers of short rib and brisket garnished with house-made barbecue pulled pork, fried onions, and coleslaw. Fried onions. I guess the, let's see, well we know where the red comes from, I guess the white, I guess the white is the onions? And the blue, I don't know what the blue would be. It's kind of weird. I don't know. Maybe coleslaw? Maybe they put something in the coleslaw that makes it blue. Well, anyways, you can get that through the end of July. In Disneyland California, they're having a new character meal coming to the Disneyland Resort. And it started earlier this month. It's called Mickey's Tales of Adventure Character Breakfast <laughs> at Storytellers Cafe. In the Disney's Grand California, Grand Californian Resort and Spa, and it features Mickey and friends. Over at the Paradise Pier Hotel, Donald, Daisy, and Stitch join guests at Donald Duck Seaside Breakfast. Both mm. locations are free, and all you can, all you care to eat breakfast buffet. All you care to eat. Yeah, not, not all, all you can. You can eat. Because there's a difference between caring to and canning. Can. <laughs> and canning. Alrighty. Uh, we're still in Disneyland, California, and there's going to be a Bring a Pal discounted park hopper tickets for annual pass holders during Pixar Fest. So it's going from now through September 3rd. You can save up to a 40%, up to 40% on the purchase of an adult one-day park hopper ticket for a friend if you're an annual pass holder. The pass holder must purchase the tickets, you can only get two, in person, and the pass holder's pass must be valid on the day of purchase, and the tickets are only valid on the day of purchase. So, you get to save quite a bit, actually. 
regular one-day tickets are between $90 and $110, so you save 40% on that. That's a pretty good deal. Um, next, for Disneyland California, the World of Color reopening has been delayed through late 2018. So it was originally scheduled for June 22nd. Obviously, that didn't happen. Um, and Disneyland.com reports it's closed for refur refurbishment through late 2018. So, no date. Finally, in Disneyland California, Pixar Pals Dance Party is happening at Disneyland. And it's each evening now through September 3rd in Tomorrowland Terrace. And this um, hosts the Pixar Pals Dance Party from 7 to 10.30 p.m. A DJ keeps things hopping as characters like Mike, Sully, Woody, and Jesse, and the Green Army Men join guests on the dance floor. That, that sounds, sounds like fun. fun. Remember when we did the dance party with the Incredibles characters? Yeah. Not on purpose. It just yeah, kind of happened. It just kind of happened. And we were there. Yeah. It was and fun. It was fun. And sleepy. Yeah, I just remember we were dancing, probably doing, like, I don't know, Cupid Shuffle or something. And we look up, and there's Mr. Incredible and Frozone! <laughs> and the Mrs. Incredible came and yeah. stepped in for Frozone! Yeah, it was fun. And now, apparently, Edna dances. What? Yeah, we talked about this, remember? I know, but I can't imagine Edna dancing. Yeah. I think it'd be fun to be in Edna mode at a dance party. <laughs> I wonder if you have to be really short. You do. There's a couple characters where you have to be, like, under five, like, three, I think. Some of them you have to be even shorter. But I know um, Alice and Wendy and Tinkerbell are the face characters. And then, um, Minnie like, and Mickey. Minnie and Mickey. Uh, I think Chip and Dale, too. I think they're shorter. But, yeah, there's... There's several where you have to be pretty pretty little. Alright, now we're in Disney World! And we're going to be here for a while. Because I have lots of exciting things. Alright, the first thing is that the Tree of Life is now available as a wedding venue. <gasps> I know. So it's the newest venue available to couples looking to tie the knot at Walt Disney World. Disney's Fairytale Weddings and Honeymoons calls the park icon the perfect... The picture-perfect backdrop for a memorable wedding. Beyond Disney's well-known wedding pavilion, other possible settings for Disney World weddings include Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground, with views of Seven Seas Lagoon, in front of Cinderella Castle at the Magic Kingdom, and the Chinese Theater at Disney's Hollywood Studios. I think I would pick the um, Chinese Theater. Or the Wedding Pavilion. The Wedding Pavilion is really pretty. Yeah. I'm kind of sad because I kind of wanted to watch that Disney wedding show, but then I saw previews for it or commercials for it on whatever. I think it was Freeform. That yeah, was I think it was Freeform. That looks so bad. It's pretty cheesy. Mom and I watched the first one, and it's kind of fun because Twitch and um, Allison are the hosts. Yeah. So I liked that part of it because I really like them, um, but. Like, the the actual... Well, and the, the first... One of the first couples they did... I don't know. They just kind of got under my skin a little bit. I don't think they were the best for TV, but whatever. Anyways. 
Let's keep moving on the news. Okay. There's early registration available for the 2019 Marathon Weekend, which began... Oh, sorry. The early registration has begun. Um, it, well, by the time we record, it will have started. Uh, it starts July 17th, and this is for the Disney World's Marathon Weekend in 2019. It's open to annual pass holders, DVC members, and Golden Oak residents, and general registration begins on Thursday, July 19th, also at noon Eastern. Golden Oak Lightning killed my food. Except for Golden Oak is... Isn't that their, like, actual residence? Or you can rent, like, a house or something. I don't know. They're really big and fancy. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but yeah, if you want to reserve your registration, go to rundisney.com, and there's more details there as well. Alrighty, so this is where the exciting stuff comes in. The Eat to the Beat concert series has announced the complete lineup. E to the B? Eat to the Beat. Oh. It's the concert series that happens during Food and Wine. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Oh, Mercy Me. They're going to be there. Mercy Me's good. Yeah. I can know. Postmodern Jukebox. Bahaman. Oh, I, I really like Postmodern. Who let the dogs out? Who? 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 Postmodern Jukebox, though. No, I said Bahaman. But Postmodern but Jukebox. The, the, the plain White Tees. I've actually seen Plain White Tees a couple times. They opened um, for... Rob Thomas. Rob Thomas! They were not good. Um, yeah, they weren't that great. The Air opener supply. for the opener was better than... Yeah. Oh, Smash Mouth! I would totally go see Smash Mouth. Yes. Um, let's see. Kenny G. <laughs> Hanson. Hanson was there last year. Boys to Men. Yes! <laughs> Boys to Men! <laughs> so, so there's some pretty big names. Do you think they're gonna do, um, True to your heart, you must say true to your heart. Is that Boys to Men? That's Boys yeah. to Men. Probably then. Cause, I think it's That's Boys to Men with Ozzy, or not Ozzy, whatever his name is, Osborne. The guy oh, who the did guy the, who played. Um, well, he's just the singing voice. Yeah. Remember? Um, from our uh, Princess Power. Yes. Alright, next. Sweet Spells in Disney Disney's Hollywood Studios is no more. The space has been converted into Tinseltown Trinkets, selling a wide variety of Toy Story merchandise. So I'm guessing it was a sweet shop. I guess. I'm not really sure. I don't remember Sweet Spells. Was it the one with the witch and the apple? I don't think so. I think wasn't that a villain store? I, th- I think that's still I there. I thought that had candy in it though. Oh, maybe you're right. But that's kind of I feel like that's kind of far away from Toy Story Land. That's like on Sunset Boulevard, the one that you're talking about, isn't it? Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Maybe I'm it is. Sure. No, I'm pretty sure we went in there and it was a sweet shop. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if this, the sweet spells was the one that you're talking about. Maybe, it could have been a different one. It could have been. Um, well, we'll find out in December, I guess. Yep. Um. Uh. Also, Disney World. We still have a lot of Disney World left. Um, but 
the candlelight processional dining packages are on sale now. We actually already knew this because mom has been tirelessly trying to schedule our candlelight processional dining package. And I think she, she got us a good one, so I'm yeah. pretty excited. Yeah. I think we are going to be getting dinner at the beer garden. And then I can't remember what time the what time we'll see the candlelight processional, but she it's a couple hoping, hours after that. Yeah, there's three times for the candlelight processional, and she was hoping to get the middle one so that we have time to do a couple more things mm -hmm. before illumination. I think we did get the middle one. We did? I think it's at 6 or 6.30. I think and that's I probably, the middle one. Yeah. Because the, the first one is at like 5.30 or 5.45, okay. and Mom didn't want that one because... The candlelight processional obviously has candles, and you can't yeah. see them as well when the sun is still up. So she was hoping that the sun would be down. I mean, the sun's going to be down by 7, yeah. 6.30. Even. Yeah, it'll probably be so. dark enough. It'll probably The sun will probably be setting right when we're getting in and sitting down and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so these packages went on sale on Wednesday, July 11th. Um, annual pass holders could have begun booking on July 10th, but that's irrelevant now. Um, some narrators have been announced and returning this year are Neil Patrick Harris, Jody Benson, Pat Sajak, and Whoopi Goldberg. Ooh, I wonder who we're going to have. Ooh. I think I want, out of that list, I definitely want Jody Benson the most. Were you going to say Neil Patrick Harris? No, I was going to say Whoopi. Oh, I, I'm not She's really got a fan such of an interesting voice. She does. I'm just I, I, I like her in like some of her older things, but I don't know. She, yeah. Do you watch The View? Is this why you don't like? Her? Mm, no, <laughs> I don't watch The View. I think The View would make me too angry. Yeah. And the one of the most exciting things. Oh man, we still have a lot. Is that um. The place where I get my news articles has released a preview of the holiday season 2018 around the Disney World. Mm. Yeah. From captivating decor and unique character experiences to delicious treats and magical moments, there's something for everyone during the holiday season at Walt Disney World Resort starting November 8th. So here's a preview of everything that's happening. And we are going to be doing a lot of it. <gasps> so this is really exciting. Guests will experience a flurry of fun at Disney's Hollywood Studios with festive entertainment and exciting holiday touches around the park. The new Toy Story Land will feature seasonal fun, such as holiday songs on alien swirling saucers. Sunset Seasons Greetings returns this year with impressive new laser effects and snow. Guests will witness spectacular projections of beloved Disney characters including Mickey, Minnie, Olaf, and others, sharing their favorite seasonal stories as holiday magic transforms the famous Hollywood Tower Hotel into scenes of the season. The nighttime spectacular Jingle Ball Jingle BAM! will combine state-of-the-art projections, fireworks, special effects, and music to create a one-of-a-kind holiday experience. And guests will meet Santa at the Once Upon a Time shop until Christmas Eve, where Santa Goofy will step in, because obviously Santa's busy. Mm -hmm. uh, in Magic Kingdom Park, there's going to be decorations, holiday treats, sparkling icy castle, and more. The holiday festivities at the park will also include Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, which we're going to. 
and there's special um, like shows and there's a special parade that happened during the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Um, we'll also get complimentary cookies and cocoa. Ooh! Yeah. Ooh! Um, okay, and do Epcot. You think be, oh. Do you think they'll be Mickey shaped? Some of them probably. <gasps> in Epcot, guests will discover joyous holiday traditions from 11 World Showcase nations. And this year, this year's festival will deliver a Yuletide extravaganza. Seasonal tastes from the around, around the globe are served at special holiday kitchens, which I think are just kiosks. World Showcase pavilions come alive with the sights and sounds of special entertainment celebrating each country's holiday heritage. Chippendale will be collecting ornaments for the Christmas tree. In Chippendale's Christmas tree spree scavenger hunt, you can purchase a map and stickers from select merchandise locations, and f you look for the famous chipmunks with their ornaments. Guests will then return their completed maps for a festive surprise, courtesy of Chip and Dale. Ooh. Um, the nightly fireworks and illuminations, Reflections of Earth, will feature an additional holiday finale. And one of the most popular Epcot traditions, the Candlelight Processional Returns, which we've already talked about. Mm -hmm. New this year, the magic of nature will receive a holiday touch with the illusion of Diwali, the holiday festival of lights in India, as part of the new live show, Up! A Great Bird Adventure. And starting November 8th, guests will join fun-loving pals Russell and Doug from Disney Pixar's Up! in discovering some of the world's most exotic birds. That doesn't really sound very Christmassy, but <laughs> whatever. Disney Springs is going to be the perfect destination for holiday shopping, dining, and entertainment. You can stroll through the Christmas tree trail and view custom-decorated hol holiday trees, each dedicated to a popular Disney theme featuring characters like Mary Poppins, Mickey Mouse, and Minnie Mouse, among others. At Santa's Chalet, Santa Claus will accept Christmas wish lists and welcome guests. And he is also going to be there until um, Christmas Eve when he leaves to do his, you know, big job, and then Santa Goofy will take over. And you can, guests can take part in Stitch's holiday gift hunt and discover where the mischievous Experiment 626 is hiding. Um, finally, resorts across Walt Disney World will be decked out. Special offerings include life-size edible creations at select resorts, a holiday gingerbread house at the Grand Floridian, and you can pick up holiday treats at the Bake Shop, which is also at the Grand Floridian. A life-size edible spinning carousel is a holiday tradition at Disney's Beach Club Resort, while a holiday village with a miniature train takes center stage at Disney's Yacht Club Resort. In the lobbies of Disney's Wilderness Lodge and Animal Kingdom Lodge, guests will take in the grandeur of massive Christmas trees. And no holiday is complete without a special dining experiment. Experiment? Experience. Holiday menus that celebrate the season will be found at restaurants throughout Walt Disney World. And that's it for Christmas. But I have one more news item. What is it? Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy. Much more on the horizon for Walt Disney World. Ooh. So at the media briefing on June 29th, it was announced that Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy, featuring the popular character from the Cars films, will debut in Disney's Hollywood Studios early in 2019. This all-new show attraction will be located in the Sunset Showcase near Rock and Roller Coaster, and it will feature 
Mater, and Cruz Ramirez while McQueen demonstrates racing techniques on a new simulator. Disney also provides updates on Minnie and Mickey's... Oh, sorry, that was just about the, the media briefing. So, oh, I did hear that Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway attraction, um, they released some new um, concept art on Ooh. it. So you can check that out if you want. So, it sounds like the Sunset Showcase, it says near Rock and Roller Coaster. That kind of sounds like where Beauty and the Beast is, but maybe it's not. Maybe no. it's on the other side of Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, I thought maybe that's going to be where the old car show was. Lights, camera, action? That yeah. One? That was like... I thought that was on the other side of the park, though. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. I can't really remember. I can't remember either. But that's the end of our news. I told you there was a lot. Yep. But we went okay. through it pretty fast. I was talking fast. <laughs> yep. But we have a really interesting episode coming up. I'm really excited about it. Yes. So we'll see you on the other side. Okay, things to tell our podcast listeners. Yeah, we do. About Main <laughs> Street USA! Yay! So, Main Street USA. I'm really excited about this. If you listen to any other podcasts or watch people's vlogs on YouTube, you will realize just how much uh, people skip right over Main Street. So many times people will either just rush right through Main Street in an attempt to get to the nearest attraction or go straight to the castle, which I don't blame them. I feel like we do that too. <laughs> or they will climb those steps to the train station and hop onto the railroad and bypass Main Street altogether, which is so sad. Mm -hmm. But there is so much story and experience missing that you're missing out on by doing this. So the next time you visit a Disney park, spend a little more time on Main Street and not just pass it on by. To many people, Main Street USA is just the entrance to the Magic Kingdom. It's kind of seen as the lobby of the park, the area that you spend as little time in as possible before you get to the main event. But if you spend some time in this land and peel back the layers a bit, you'll see that it is anything but those things. The idea that Main Street USA was actually a land in the Magic Kingdom is such a foreign concept to many people. Main Street isn't ever thought of it as anything but a street lined with stores and it is really an injustice to the whole concept of Disney itself by thinking that way. So our goal in this podcast is to hopefully give you the same conviction to spend more time in this part of the park and to hopefully enhance your enjoyment 
and your experience when visiting the Magic Kingdom. There's a fairly well-known analogy that the Magic Kingdom is a movie theater. Although this has changed in recent years, previously when you entered the Magic Kingdom, you entered through turnstiles the same way you used to enter the movie theaters. When you're standing outside of the park in the plaza where you disembark the ferries in the monorail, this is kind of the lobby of the movie theater. There is the ambient lobby music playing and the red carpet has been laid out for you, which is like the sidewalk, it's all red brick. Mm -hmm. The train station was intentionally made to scale, not necessarily to fit what is inside of it, but to block the view of what is behind it. It is the curtain hiding the screen or the stage. Most people, when asked what is the first thing you think of when you think of Walt Disney World or the Magic Kingdom, would say that it is Cinderella's castle. So when you go to the movies, they don't immediately take you to the big reveal. Um, wait. Yeah, okay. They don't immediately take you to the big reveal, and so they don't immediately begin the movie. They play the previews first. So when you're out on the monorail or the ferry and you get the occasional glimpse of the castle, those are kind of your previews. Once you go through those turnstiles and into the theater and you enter Main Street, you don't enter from the center, you enter from the sides. Um, this is because they don't want to give away the end of the movie right away and show you the castle. It's way more exciting that way too. The resorts themselves are situated and made to be sort of a sneak peek of what is to come. The Contemporary is situated near and has similar theming to Tomorrowland. The Polynesian ties into Adventureland, Fort Wilderness into Frontierland, and the Grand Floridian reflects the Victorian architecture of Main Street USA turnstiles. Now for the credits. If you look up at the names on the windows of the buildings along Main Street, you see all the names of people who were responsible for building the park. The very last name is Waltz. It's on the back side of the last building on the right, the ice cream parlor. It seems like he's almost hidden from view, but Roy wanted him there so that he could always have a view of the castle. Walt is the last name as you walk in, being the director, always listed last at the beginning of a movie. And he is first on the way out, being the director, always listed first at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah, I said that right. Um, some of the names, such as M.T. Lott, are both references to dummy corporations used by the Disney company and inside jokes referring to the Imagineers. In all of the Disney parks, guests are not meant to be passive, passive observers. We are meant to be active participants. Therefore, when you walk, sorry, when you go through the tunnel or the portal onto Main Street, you have been transported back in time. You are then in the turn of the century, late 1880s to 90s. Many people believe that Main Street USA and Walt Disney World is meant to be Marceline, Missouri, which is Walt Disney's hometown, but in actuality, it is an idealized and exaggerated version of Marceline. While Main Street USA in Disneyland is actually based off of Fort Collins, Colorado, the hometown of Harper Goff, a Disney Imagineer. As you are moving through and down Main Street, you are moving forward in time. When you first come out through the portal, there are gas lamps in the horse-drawn trolley. 
As you move further down Main Street, the gas lamps give way to electric lamps, and the hearse, the hearse, the horse-drawn <laughs> trolley gives way to the automobile. Located on Main Street, USA, is what is called the car barn. It is where the trolleys are kept. Inside the car barn, to the rear, you can see a single electric light bulb hanging from an exposed wire. Disney actually hired a man to hand make that single electric light bulb in the exact same manner, using the exact same tools that Thomas Edison used to make the very first light bulb. Most people will never pay, even pay attention to the car barn itself, let alone to the lone light bulb hanging in the back, or even care to know why it's there. So why did Disney do it? It's not for us crazies who would care, um, but he did it because they um, care about the story and they care about having that level of authenticity even when no one else is going to notice it. What do small towns do? They grow and they evolve. So as in all small towns, as people begin to settle in the area, different forms of entertainment are needed. So what do people of the town do? They build a cinema. Back in 1971, when the Magic Kingdom opened, the Main Street Cinema actually played movies, and to this day, if you look up in the ceiling, you can still see the little boxes where the projectors used to be. Main Street USA itself has changed over time. The stores that now sell Disney merchandise were once actual retail stores that were rented out by different merchants. The confectionery was once a GAF camera center. The Wonderland of Wax, which sold candles, was once located on Main Street USA, and there was even a cigar shop. <laughs> Dad would love that now. Yeah. Disneyland and Disney World were both created as places that children and their parents could in could all enjoy together, and in the spirit of that, you will notice as you walk down Main Street that all of the bottoms of the windows are low enough for a child to be able to look into the windows and see the items being sold. Walt created Disneyland and Walt Disney World to be multi-sensory experiences. What that means is that it is not just about what you are seeing, but it is also about what you are hearing, tasting, touching, and smelling. As you walk down Main Street USA, you hear this upbeat ragtime music being played. Again, all of the windows are low enough that children can go up and press their faces to the glass to see what is being sold inside and taste with the food being sold. As far as smell goes, Disney intentionally placed vents down along Main Street through which they will push out the scents of waffle cones being made and cookies being baked. The color pat palette of Main Street USA and Disneyland is completely different than that of Main Street USA and Walt Disney World. This is because of the differences in weather and climate in each location. The sky in Anaheim and California is gray. Um, it's even kind of yellow because of the smog. In Florida, when it's not raining, the sky is a very vibrant blue. So in each park, not only were the color schemes chosen with the time and location of Main Street in mind, but they also chose colors that would be vibrant against that specific backdrop that would pop and that would show contrast in pictures. Now we're going to move on to talking about the Main Street Railroad. Choo -choo. <laughs> Following Hurricane Charlie, a tree that was uprooted was cut up and some of the trunk pieces arranged as a Mickey head on a lawn, visible from the Walt Disney World Railroad train a little ways past the Main Street station. Um, though this may have been temporary. 
If you sit in the very last car, the one that is the little platform out the back, they may ask you to be the guest conductor. You get to yell all aboard into the microphone and announce the different lands. The telegraph you hear at the train station is tapping out Walt Disney's speech at Disneyland's opening in code. I think that's so cool. On one of the shelves, cast members can help you locate it. You can see Aladdin's lamp as well as other characters' belongings waiting to be picked up at the train station. Go away green. Um, so, blech. When you ride the Magic Kingdom Railway, there's a huge green building off on your left that you never really notice. The color of green does not draw the eye. In the train station, you can find articles left by other guests, in quotes, including Mary Poppins and other characters from Disney films. One of the items, and I'm not even sure if it's still there, but at least there used to be a wooden leg, and it had the name Smith written on it. Which is a nod to Mary Poppins when they're like in the laughing scene. The, oh, I love to laugh. Ha 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 ha. And they start telling jokes. And he's like, I knew a man who had a wooden leg named Smith. And <laughs> what was the name of the other yeah. one? <laughs> so funny. Um, okay. Before the Magic Kingdom opens for the day, the Walt Disney World train is perfectly centered in front of the train station for those wishing to take pictures. It is the only time during the day that this occurs. What is the motto of the Walt Disney World Railroad? Dreams are made to come true. I like that. And what are the names of the four genuine steam engine locomotives? Lily Bell, Walt Disney, Roy Disney, and Ro Roger Brog. Did you want to say Roger Brog? No. Oh. The Walt Disney World Railroad engines get a whopping 792 foot per gallon of gas. Feet, I guess. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of gas. When you are in the waiting room of the railroad on Main Street, they have these antique... ...ludoscopes? Um... They look like they could just be for display, but when you put a penny in, they actually work. And there are four or five of them, and some of the light bulbs have burned out. Um, but, I mean, it only costs a penny to find out. And the kids generally think they're great. So you should put in a penny and start turning the crank, and a short silent movie might play for you. That'd be fun. We never do the railroad. Mom and Dad said we used to do it when we were really little, but yeah. now we're all grown up. We just walk. Yeah. It's faster. Well... They said that they used to do it, so we got a break from um, being on our feet and in the mm. sun. Kind of like the people movers. Yeah, I like um, the people movers. It's just something to sit down and mm -hmm. get a nice breeze. Yeah. Alright, so we're going to move into just some other random interesting secrets. There is so much entertainment that is overlooked on Main Street USA. If you didn't check your times guide or aren't familiar with the various entertainment that occurs on Main Street, you may breeze right past Main Street to get to the rides and end up missing out big time. There are the Dapper Dance, which is an amazing barbershop quartet that performs throughout the day. They also sometimes perform with these like bell thingies. <laughs> um, you also have performances like the Main Street Trolley Show, the Main Street Philharmonic Show, and the Move It, Shake It, Dance, and Play It Street Party 
that perform regularly throughout the day. There are also various character appearances throughout the day to take pictures and autographs. There is so much going on that you could actually spend a lot of time enjoying the Main Street area, which so many guests miss out on. The largest store on Main Street is the Emporium, which spans almost the entire left-hand side of the street. Guests can enjoy large window displays outside featuring Disney characters and shop for everything from plush dolls and costumes to toys and houseware. Throughout the Emporium, there are tons of amazing details which help to support its role as the general store of Main Street, and one detail can be found several times on signage and in small details. On the main sign for the Emporium, guests can spot a detail saying that the store opened in 1901, and the number can be found in several other spots inside the many rooms of the store. While 1901 may seem like a random number, it's actually paying homage to the year Walt Disney was born. The Goofy statue near the train station will talk to you when you sit next to him. We should do that next time. Yeah. On the second story windows of all the shops are names of companies. These are the names of Imagineers that played a major role in the creation of Walt Disney World. Walt Disney is written twice, once at the beginning and once at the end, just as director's name just as a director's name would appear in scroll and show credits, as we mentioned before. Yeah. Main Street uses forced perspective like all other places in the park. The bottom floor is 10 feet, the second floor is 9 feet, and the last floor is 8 feet. This makes the buildings look taller and the castle at the end looks larger. Main Street is designed, um... Keep going. That's, oh, okay. As we just said, bleh, oh my gosh, starting over again. Main Street is designed, as we just mentioned, through forced perspective to look as if it's much longer than when you're heading towards the castle. Um, in the mornings, you're all excited and have the energy to walk. And when you're walking away from the castle towards the exit, it looks shorter. That's good for the way out when you're all tired. Also, since most people walk on the right side of the street, all the food shops are on the right as you enter for those wanting breakfast, while the shops on your right on the way out. Um, that doesn't make any sense. When you're, so when you're walking in, everything on the right is like food. There's a couple st stores, but there's a lot of food. Oh, okay. So as the you're walking out. The shops are on the way on your yeah. out so you can get merchandise. So like, if you look at it, if you look at both sides of the street as you're walking into the park, the right side is the food, the left side is the shops. Mm -hmm. Cool. And when you walk into the shops on your right, they have stuff for a day in the park, like cameras, water bottles. Um, and etc. But when you're coming out, all the shops on your right have gifts and so souvenirs. That's really smart. Heck yeah, it is. Disney's all about them details. Mm -hmm. Check out the old style phone mounted on the wall in the candy shop. If you pick up the receiver, you can hear a conversation between a mother and her daughter, Annie. They discuss what they are going to buy at the store, the cost of certain items, and how to attract a man. Every now and then, a nosy eavesdropper, Miss Clump, listens in and is politely told to hang up by the mother. When asked, um, so like when you ask the cashiers at the store about it, they will just reply, of course, the tenant's upstairs. <laughs> a tribute to the Disney family is located on the windows of Main Street, USA. Walt's dedication is on the Walt Disney train station windows. 
His brother Roy Disney gets a nod from the Imagineers above the Uptown Jewelers, and finally Elias Disney received a tribute about the China shop on a small passageway off of Main Street, USA. Walt was always big on believing in your dreams and making them become a reality. You'll notice in the soundtracks of many Disney films, dreams are the main focal point. At 5 p.m. every day, Tinkerbell comes and sprinkles pixie dust over the children along Main Street, USA, and reminds them to follow their dreams. Your senses aren't playing tricks on you as you pass by the bakeries and candy shops along Main Street, USA. The scent of freshly baked cookies isn't just coming from the bakery. Imagineers figure out how to pump a potpourri of chocolate chip cookies into the air, which put an all-out assault on your sense of smell. That would be so nice. I wish I had that at my work. But then you chocolate chip, cookie cookie chocolate chip cookies all the time. Well, not all the time. Um, so there's a couple fun facts about Tony's Town Square restaurant. At the back of the restaurant, there's a beautiful three-paned dark blue window through which you can see the shadowy silhouettes of Lady and the Tramp sharing their late-night meal of spaghetti. And a checkerboard outside of La Chapeau in Magic Kingdom. It's a right. Uh, it's right next to Tony's, right by the flagpole. It was a great five-minute break from the hustle and bustle of the trip. Um, oh, there's one more. Um, the Lady and the Tramp paws are in front of Tony's at the Magic Kingdom. So there's like little paw prints in the cement. The Lady and the Tramp is cute. It is cute. There is a cart on Main Street that will do a silhouette of a child's profile. There are also carts in Liberty Square, Downtown Disney, and the France Pavilion at Epcot. Um, at, also at 5 p.m. in the Magic Kingdom, there's a flag lowering lower ceremony. I wonder why. Oh, it's just like a army, um, tradition, I guess. Okay. If you turn down the first side street to your right on Main Street on a more quiet day and look up at the windows that have signs that say something like music lessons, you'll hear a voice practicing scales and someone tap dancing. You can't always hear it because it has to be pretty quiet. We've heard it. Yeah, that's a couple times. Um, I don't think it's mentioned on here, but we'll get. I have something else to add. Um, okay. At the end. Okay. Um, the fire station on Main Street is station number seventy-one. The park opened in nineteen seventy-one, so. Obviously, it's a nod to when the park opened. Mm -hmm. And you can actually get your hair cut in the barbershop. A lot of people will take their kids there for a first haircut. That's so cute. Yeah. The chalkboard in the barbershop on Main Street has all the hurricanes listed as if they were next to get haircuts. <laughs> That's kind of funny. I guess it's probably not all the hur hurricanes, but all the hurricanes that closed down the parks. Because there's only been like four or five. Yeah. In Town Square, there are a few flagpoles with American flags on them. The flag on the main flagpole is always taken down during rainstorms and right before sundown, but the rest of the flags are not taken down, and that's because they're not real American flags. They look like American flags, but they're all missing a star or a stripe that makes them not actual American flags. They actually serve as lightning rods. I love that fact. I think it's so cool. 
get yourself a spot in front of the castle at about 30 minutes after the park closes. You'll be treated to the kiss goodnight from the castle, which is something really cool to see if you have the chance. Mm -hmm. We've done that a couple times too. Mm -hmm. um, the thing that I was going to say to finish up the Magic Kingdom episode is that um, if you play the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, mm -hmm. um, there is a boss, I'm not going to say which boss, um, that is located, actually there's a couple of them yeah, that are, are lo located in Main Street. So how the game works is you, um, you battle nine different bosses and each boss is located in a different land. Not all of them have been updated for the Sorcerer's game, so for example Tomorrowland isn't one that has any of these magic portals. But um, if you do decide to play it, you get the opportunity to go around Main Street and get to see all its quirks because you're trying to find the portals and then I think that's when I noticed that you could hear people singing opera scales and playing tap dancing because... Oh no, we knew about that before. Oh, but yeah. I actually got to hear it. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty quiet when we were back there. Yeah, because when you're standing in line waiting for somebody to do their little thing with the magic portals, it sometimes gets really quiet. Um, but it's a great way to see everything, and um, it's just a fun experience, and it takes you all over the individual lands. Yep. Yeah, Abby and Nate got into it the last time we were there, which was about two years ago. I think, I don't know if they've updated the other lands, but there's one in Frontierland, Fantasyland, and Main Street. There were some in um, Adventureland, too. There was one in Adventureland. Oh, yeah. But it's only near Pirates of the Caribbean. It's still Adventureland. Yeah. But it's not by like Big Thunder or Splash Mountain or anything. Mm -hmm. No, it'd kind of be hard to put one over there. They're typically by stores, like little shops. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the end of our Main Street episode. It was kind of a short one today. But we had a lot of news. We didn't have a lot of news. And while there wasn't as much content on Main Street USA, it was all really cool. Yes. And you will all appreciate it the next time you are walking through Magic Kingdom. You can look up and look at the windows and don't worry, the castle is going to be there. It's not going to leave. You can see it. To the Maybe. windows? To the wall. I'm not going to say the next line. <laughs> Alrighty. We're signing off now. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed hearing our secrets about Main Street USA and Magic Kingdom. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and be sure to check out our website, www.bippityboppitymagichour.wordpress.com. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. We would really appreciate it if you left us a rating. If you have any questions or suggestions, feel free to comment on our page or message us. Stay tuned for next week's episode, and be sure to check out our Disney Quote of the Week every Saturday. Thanks again for listening. Have a magical day!